Welcome to Design by Us, the show where we discuss how humans design the world. My name is Ravi Charyan and with me as, as always is... I'm actually doubting if I should put my scary voice or not since it's Halloween. Okay. I don't know if you remember my last, uh, the last I'll Halloween be, special I'll, episode. I'll be honest, I can't remember it. Man, it was really special. Okay. You had the scary voice. Yeah. If you if you if you want to listen to the scary voice, you just go back to the scary hello the Halloween episode we had last year. Okay. Pretty good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Was scary roller coasters or something like that? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That well, was a cool episode. Anyway, instead we had something a little bit less exciting. In fact, something quite boring. Okay, you and I'd, your boring. I'd, I'd want to say. Okay, I don't think it's quite boring. I think there are a few hidden gems. All right, well, let, let's see if we can uncover those hidden gems together then, because we are discussing Apple's latest event in a long line of events called Scary Fast. Yeah. Um, this was kind of like a <clears throat> release. It wasn't WWC. It wasn't the iPhone event, but every so often, usually in kind of autumn and springtime, they tend to do like another extra event. And this was that extra event. They didn't do any one in the spring. They 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 sometimes do. Remember they did that education one up. Yeah, but this year they didn't. I can't remember. That's what I mean. Was it all press releases? Honestly, I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what did they do? They just had a new few new chips. Yeah. Three. Yeah. 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 Refresh lineups of iMac and MacBook Pros. Yeah. That was about it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, great event. All right, great episode. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> um, I think there are a few interesting things. And the, in my opinion, mm -hmm. the beautiful part of this event, event mm -hmm. is a whole branding thing. How it was recorded, how it was made, uh, the whole idea that they put a, a follow-up video afterwards saying, hey, all of this was recorded on an iPhone. Mm -hmm. um, I think this was more of a branding thing. And that was the, the cost Mm -hmm. they put into this mm -hmm. i don't know if you saw but the way it was made and all the i tried to figure out a few spots with cg if you had to cgi or not i thought it was really well done mm -hmm. what do you think about it? well it was at 11 o'clock so i didn't watch it live and i watched the recording and i was a bit disappointed to see it only being 30 minutes why in length because i was like you know an event 30 minutes you know could have been a press release mm. this event but that's what i mean they decided to do it i think it's more for the the brand of the event. It's like, we're going to make it, we're going to link it to Halloween, which is a whole event. People are going to talk about it. Uh, we're just going to make it look kind of Halloween. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw when they talked about the the, the chips, mm -hmm. the the speaker said, welcome to my lab, as if it was a very scary section. Yeah, of the okay. Yeah, yeah, so like all of these little things and little details, I think they add up mm -hmm. and they make people feel excited about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I think the question is, how do you... like? How do you sell an, a mic that is marginally better than the previous version? The thing, well, okay, well, okay. That's a good, that's a good jumping off point because they they released new Macs with new chips, and I'm sure we'll get to new chips in a bit. But basically, they released new Macs, uh, new MacBook Pros, which arguably is the definition. It's the canonical Mac now. I'd say when most people think about a Mac, they probably don't think about the desktops anymore. They think about the MacBooks. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's why it that includes Air and Pro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'd say that's what, what people think of when they think about Apple computers in general. Um, but a lot of their comparisons uh, were to Intel computers. I don't know if you noticed that. And they kept talking about, and yeah, and this is why, you know, yeah. this is better than Intel. It's better than Intel. Better than Intel. Yeah. And I think... Um, and the uh, M1s. Yeah, I mean, the M1s, but I think they were they were really kept talking about how people, how, how much, how people should upgrade if they're on Intel. It's a bit like, if you're still on Intel now, you know, we're like three or four years into the, uh, yeah. into the transition. Time to get rid of that laptop. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I saw it was mainly uh, M1s, all, all the graphs compared to, but then oh, yeah. they had all of this comparison that says, if you are still on an Intel, your new Mac is going to be 11 times faster and you're going to get 11 times of 11 hours of battery. No, yeah, I completely get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, another interesting thing is that the whole set and the new features they advertise were mainly for gaming purposes. Mm -hmm. And they mentioned another thing multiple times, mm -hmm. AI developers, mm -hmm. which is for the first time that I hit an Apple event, they mentioned the word AI. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that as well. Yeah, it was interesting that they didn't mention it about their own products and they're very specific with the technology they use when they're talking about their own products. Yeah. But when they're talking about like developers, AI developers, AI yeah. workflows, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. and that, that was a, a very interesting use case. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is, uh, they basically said it during the, I think it was about minutes 11, something like that. They said making AI even faster. And the gaming, I think it's quite an important section that we should talk about. Because right now it's a market Apple hasn't tapped into. I mean, we think. Mm, I don't think we think. What do you mean? Like people game in Max? Oh, I see. Sorry. I thought you meant I thought you meant um AI developers. No, 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 yeah, gaming. Yeah. I think gaming, right, yeah, right, right. gaming is quite an interesting thing because they um, all of these ray tracing and a lot of the a lot of the examples they gave were, were from for gaming. And I wonder if that's what they're trying to optimize for or target a niche that they haven't tapped into. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, to be honest, like so they announced, um, it might be a good idea to dive into the chips then because they announced that ray tracing was mm -hmm. like a really, really, really big deal yeah. uh, coming out of it. Um, and yeah, basically like they've got hardware ray tracing, just like they've got on the iPhone, God, I was going to say the 17, the iPhone 17, the iPhone 15 Pro um, with its A17 chip. Um, yeah, exactly. Which also has ray tracing. And it's interesting. I've, I've got a bit prepared about the, the chip that they that they made if you if you want to go through that it's okay. be interesting so what's really interesting about the chips that they announced right so they announced three chips the m3 the m3 pro and the m3 max number one this is really funny because like m3 is a very common like it's a big term in car culture you know like the bmw m3 so it's, uh, that's it's, why you have a porsche in your notes no well i'll come back to that okay. but basically <laughs> um basically like um m3 is quite interesting just as a term okay but what makes m3 really interesting um, is that it's built on a new processed node, right? I'll be honest, my knowledge of how semiconductors are made is shaky at best. And I'll drop a link to the show notes okay. to uh, a really cool video that I dropped from Snazzy Labs, Labs this morning about it. But basically, um, the whole idea, like Moore's Law, right? It's like, basically says that every 18 months, and I think later he revised it to every 24 months, the number of um, transistors on a chip will double okay right yeah and why is that important because transistors are like switches and again very rudimentary and understanding cpus or chips are basically a bunch of switches right mm -hmm. so if you can fit more switches onto a, a chip then that's better right mm -hmm. but of course if you want your chips to still fit in portable devices like laptops which have basically stayed the same size for like 30 years or phones which have basically stayed the same stayed the same size for like 20 years or whatever yeah. You know, those chips can only be a certain size. Yeah. So to fit more transistors onto those chips, they need to be smaller. So every few years, you have what's called like a process jump, right? It's this new technology that comes around, which basically means that transistors can be made, be made even smaller. Uh, you can yeah. fit more of them onto a chip. So what people often talk about or what the companies that make the chips talk about is the process node, right? Or the size of each transistor. And these are usually measured in nanometers. So as I understand it, with the A17, which is in the phone, they went from five nanometers to three nanometers. Yeah. Now, arguably these are like marketing terms because like 
and not marketing terms to the consumer, but marketing terms for the industry, because where does one transistor start and when does another transistor end? The designs of each transistor for different companies will be different and all that kind of stuff. So it's a bit fuzzy, right? But every so often you get these jumps. And basically we made the jump recently. I say we like, we contributed to it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we as a society. Yeah, we as a society, right? Yeah, yeah. Made, made, the, made the jump to, to three nanometers, yeah. right? Which is obviously super small um, going from five. And what that means is obviously you, can, you get more power because you can use more transistors, but also because you, as I understand it, because you physically have like less stuff for current to run through on a chip, you also get much better power efficiency as well. What was interesting is that basically the M3 was built on the A17 chip, which is in the iPhone 17 Pro. Oh, God, I said it again. The iPhone 15 Pro. Yeah. Um, and the M2 was based on the iPhone on the iPhone 13's chip, which is the A15, basically. So they skipped a year. So mm -hmm. nothing was built on the A16 because they think they were waiting for this process, uh, for this node, node, node size change to come in. Yeah, yeah. Right. And and basically what happens is like a company like TSMC, TSMC which is Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing company they will like they buy all these expensive machines from the netherlands and from around the world and they they pioneer these new processes and they say to people they sell chips to look we're going to be able to make three nanometer chips in about a year we're now taking bookings for it we still and it's really interesting because they're right at the cutting edge so they've got to like take bookings on capacity that they don't yet know they can deliver yeah, right yeah. which actually feeds into maybe why this event happened now and not later or sooner but basically apple basically said to TSMC, TSMC, you're going to be able to make these three nanometer chips in a year. We will buy every single ounce of time that you can spend making these chips. So apparently Apple have got like an exclusivity period where they've, where they've literally said to TSMC, TSMC, you, we will pay you to make anything for us using mm -hmm. this three nanometer process that only you have got right now. Um, and that's what the A17 Pro chip is based on. Uh, and the uh, M3, M3 Pro, and M3 Max are based on that. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's awesome, yeah. yeah it's yeah. so interesting. And it's like how Apple's technology is enabled by these partnerships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really, which is really Super interesting. Super interesting. Yeah. And just for context, um, three nanometer, you can fit about two million of those chips in the cross-section of a human hair. That's crazy. That's how big it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's super interesting. And I wonder until what point, there is this thing as well called uh, photonic computing. Um, there's a really interesting podcast in uh, This Week in Startups that I, I was listening to a few months ago. And the whole idea is, because you you will get to the point where you can't get any smaller. Just the physics doesn't yeah, yeah, allow yeah, you, right? Yeah, yeah. You can go as small as, a, as an atom. And then at that point, electrons just do what they want. Yeah. yeah then yeah. You, what do you do? So the idea is basically, okay, if all of these switches that you're mentioning are basically letting electrons go through or not uh, in a specific order or a sequence, um, what if we, instead of that, using electrons, we just use photons and use light for it? Nice. Would that be faster, more efficient, and can we better and easier control it? And there is a, a few of these startups just trying to make these chips, mm -hmm. especially for these like super powerful computers and all of these AI models, but it's also related to quantum computing and very complex physics that yeah. I don't fully understand, but I try to, and uh, it's super interesting if like how, when they get to that point. Well, we, we should, we should dive into it later, but yeah. like even, even more in like the kind of short term, like TSMC, and it's interesting because they're publicly traded. They have to release a lot of information, right? Okay. So they can say how much they receive from Apple. They, I don't know if that level of information is out there, but they talk okay. about their product roadmap. And basically they said, yeah. look, we're switching to three nanometer. And basically we have got, it's not like, oh, we're three nanometer, we're on the next generation and we're going to make that for like 
you know, three, yeah. five, ten years or whatever. Basically, they actually have like generations within within the generation. And literally in just a few months, they think they're going to be able to bring a new process, a new node online. They can be able to make a new type of three nanometer node, basically, called uh, NE, right? So we're on MB. And B stands for baseline. And E is like the next generation of three nanometer, even though it's only been around for a few months, which is really mad. Yeah. And and what's really interesting is that with this change in the way that they make the chips, they think they can make the chips a little bit more efficient. But in, importantly, they also think they can make the chips, uh, they can make the chips more reliably. So okay. the yields on chips go up. And it's really interesting because like, because they're literally at the, the cutting edge of this stuff. And because the volumes are so high, they have to factor in the idea that, okay, like we're going to make a new chip. They have to factor in the idea that basically like not every chip is going to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why, I don't know if you've noticed that the number of performance cores and efficiency cores, I believe in the M3 series of chips versus the M2 series of chips, they've actually dropped a core. Mm, okay. And people are saying because they because Apple didn't wait for the next generation of three nanometer and they started making them now because they needed to sell the iPhone and they said that the Mac chips were going to be based on the iPhone chips and we need to go now 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 we can't wait for the process that's going to deliver better yields in the future right yeah, yeah, yeah. so what that means is you create these chips and you're putting like eleven cores on them or whatever twelve cores on them and then you realize oh sugar one of them's going to be bad. Like we're not going to get all 12 cores on this chip perfect because we're just at the cutting edge and we're pushing everything. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you have to start selling them with 11, 11 cores. And they've got like tiny little fuses on them or something, which basically means that they can test them, test a, test a chip and be like, yeah, chip three, uh, sorry, um, core three is bad. Let's just blow it out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, the CPU is built to be able to deal with that. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, it's not really a CPU anymore, is it? It's like a system on a chip, but the SOC is able to deal, deal with that. And that's why you've seen this happen. So the yields go down as you push it further, which is just so interesting to me. Yeah, it's also really interesting how, because the more, so you keep the size of the chip the same. So you see, you have the same, let's say, square centimeter that you need to fit the chip on, but you, you're feeding more semiconductors. But in the pass of electrons through a semiconductor generates heat. So the more semiconductors, the more heat. And it's super interesting that the performance of the chip uh, basically plateaus or goes down as semiconductors get hotter so the more things you fit in it might be less uh, it might be less performant so if they if you're telling me that they haven't tested i assume or they haven't they haven't been able to be like hey this is fully reliable i assume there is a some some heat issue as well no but they, th they literally do they literally like make the chips and they yeah, yeah. they hope they all work and then they just uh, they just believe that one of so the a percentage of it will be faulty yeah a percentage, like a percentage on each of the on, on each chip, a percentage of each core will be faulty, mm -hmm. and like on if you look at it like on a on a macro scale, each yeah. chip there'll be like a percentage of the chips that are like cross a threshold of faultiness. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That so it's that's like absolutely mad to me. It's it's crazy to me, and that's why these super like expensive these. It's why the the better chips get more and more expensive because the yields tend to go down. Yeah, yeah. So they tend to become more difficult to make. Yeah. So for every chip that you get, I don't know if this is true, but let's just say, for example, like five might've been discarded. And if you can make that five, three, then that chip is cheaper, even though you're still only buying one. Yeah. yeah. It's really, your view saying this is making me think that up, we tend to see Apple as like late in the game. Yeah. Um, lately when it comes to features or software, mm. but actually when it comes to hardware, he tends to be quite first in the game. Mm -hmm. At least lately that has, that has been how they pivoted. And I never saw it that way. Would you say Apple in this way is first in the game? In terms of what, like three nanometers? No, in terms of chipsets, uh, hardware, computers. 
Well, I'd say I'd say that's always been the case. Like this is not like people are talking about yields now and they weren't five, ten years ago before Apple started making their own chips. It's always been a thing. Yeah, so maybe that's why they decided to make that trade off because they, they they wanted to be first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Exactly that's exactly that's the exactly yeah. the point I'm making. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Which they wanted crazy. Yeah, they yeah. wanted to be first and that's that was more valuable to them than offering a performance. Yeah, yeah. Machine. Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, it's really interesting you say that. Yeah. It's a fair okay. point, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a very good point. I, I didn't know any of this, so good stuff. I also want to talk about the music. The music of what? Of the whole event. I don't know if you realize, mm-hmm. but they had music throughout the actual people speaking. I'll be honest, I listened to it on 2x. So. Wow. Well, if you're listening to this, <laughs> listen to it in 1x. Right. Then it was a 30 minutes event. It was, I wonder what you did with the other 15 minutes that you gained. Um, anyway, the music is pretty good. And I think um, for the first time, they basically had music while people were talking as well. And mm-hmm. it was all scary music. It mm-hmm. was all themed and so on. So I did a bit of research of like what actually comes up on people making these events, especially Apple making these events. Um, and I found out a few things mm-hmm. because I want actually wanted to figure out, do they actually do they hire a company? Do they expense it? They have a team of, uh, of, um, of specialists that actually are in charge of running these events. Wow. So they have, they actually did an interview and there is this video is going to be in the show notes of mm-hmm. the Apple behind the scenes events. Mm-hmm. And there is these people like pro workflow video specialist or like the color and VFX specialist okay. that work for Apple. Mm-hmm. Try to look them up on LinkedIn. They have really interesting resumes. So, so that's interesting because I, I saw that same video. And when I, t- when I looked at that, I looked at those job titles as people who work in, in the product team who are like, how do pros use Apple products in their workflows rather than people's whose job it was to make the events happen. That might make sense. Because because that's the other thing as well. They were talking they were talking about like, oh hey, like at the end it kind of came up as an ending card. The whole the whole keynote was shot on iPhone. Yeah. And they released a video this morning basically explaining how it was shot on iPhone, which is the video you're talking about. Yeah. That might make sense. But then that might not make that much sense because they show they show this company called Company Three. Yeah, yeah. And Company Three is kind of like um, it's called it's mainly like a color and uh, and like after and like effects company that just they focus on making your video and films just look nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure they do more than that. If someone is listening for this uh, from Company uh, Three, yeah, they're like, yeah. they're like, hey, it's like yeah, man, I spent like the last yeah the last week and a half tweaking these two seconds of this film, and you're saying I just make things look nice. Yeah. No, I'm sure they make a lot more this, than that. That's ironic as well because this is a design podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well. Apologies, uh, but they basically, like, you can take a look in their service. They make editorial, picture finishing, plus color. Mm-hmm. They do sound, they do virtual. This is how I got to it is through the sound because I really like the music. Uh, they do virtual and they do, yeah, editorial. Like I assume this is more around, um, yeah, copy changes uh, and so on. Mm-hmm. But they don't, what they mainly focus is in color and like tweaking that. So mm-hmm. my thought was, Maybe it's actually company three doesn't make those things. I don't know. What but do you, 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 you just uh, you just changed my whole argument. So okay, uh, I um, you 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 rock my floor. <laughs> okay, as the saying goes. Well, that's what we do for each other. On the, on um, yeah, you might be right on that front. Then I might need to revisit my my assumption. But it was a really interesting video, and I'd recommend people watch it to see a little bit behind. I honestly I couldn't believe the number of lights and stuff like that they used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. To to pull this off. Yeah. it's uh it's insane yeah also like i wonder if you if you're on that apple events team like 10 years ago it was your job to put wwc t- wwdc t- together yeah, yeah. to make sure the iphone keynote went without a hitch and stuff like that like i wonder what those people are doing now are they running other events within apple did they have to pick up these video skills bit by bit like 
I'm sure there's still this is a project management skills that you need to nail down. Yeah. This is probably less stressful because event management, everything goes down. Yeah. 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 The hour before, but this is throughout the week. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. sure they, they can be re- reapply those skills to to these events. Yeah. 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 Um there is an, another thing that they didn't announce in the event, but they announced a week or two weeks ago, which is the Apple Pencil. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it's a very weird Apple Pencil yeah. that has a USB-C attached to the bag. It's kind of like a slider that you take out and you plug the USB-C there. We're, we're, we can, we will add a, a link to the press release in the show notes. Mm. And that got me thinking, mm-hmm. in which use case do you need that Apple Pencil? What's weird about it is that it's compatible with all iPads. But the the Apple Pencil Pro, well, it hasn't even got a proper name. the The old Apple Pencil, yeah, is the old good Apple Pencil, which I bought maybe like five years ago now. It's still the best one. And then the old old Apple Pencil, the one that's round, yeah, is now rubbish with lightning. With lightning, yeah. So like, I'm just there. Like this this whole segmentation, this naming scheme, the nomenclature just does not make any sense yeah. whatsoever. Like, and even like iPad right now. You can buy the iPad, the iPad, mm-hmm. which by the way doesn't have a version number to it or like a product number or whatever. You can buy the old version of the iPad. I think you can even still buy an iPad with a home button. Yeah. Still. iPad mini, iPad Pro 11, iPad Pro 13. So it's like five or six different iPads that you can buy. Yeah, yeah. So, and the iPad is supposed to be like the entry level, you know, uh, was it my first Apple product? No, but it was my second Apple product maybe. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be like the gateway drug. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? And they've just come, it's so difficult for like my parents said, if my parents said to me today, Ravi, we're going to buy a new iPad, which one should we get? I wouldn't be able to tell them straight off the bat. I'd have to be like, hold on, I'm going to have to do some research here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> I'm going to have to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, my thought process is that we have used the iPad or the Apple Pencil as a product that is only using the iPad. Mm. And Apple has, by really rolling this out, they have said, actually, we need an Apple Pencil that can be used or can be charged without the side charging from the iPad. AKA, you could use it without the iPad. Yeah, yeah. So people could buy this pencil and use it in other use cases. Do you think? Why Why else would you invest into developing a USB-C? Because it's, cause it's cheaper, you move into USB-C in general, um, and they ripped out a bunch of functionality like uh, the tilt sensing and all that kind of stuff. Like it doesn't, okay. it doesn't, it doesn't sense like tilt. You can't tap on it anywhere to use as a button and stuff like that. Like you can with the old good Apple pencil. Hmm. Like it's actually less feature rich. Yeah. Less yeah. feature rich. Yeah. Like I'd say more suited to like scribbling stuff down than like doing beautiful digital art. I have two, two theories yeah. that they might prove right or wrong mm-hmm. in the next few, few, few years, mm-hmm. but they're making Apple pencil. So they basically need to sell an Apple pencil that people can buy without buying an iPad. Mm-hmm. And my theory is that this would be the pairing Apple Pencil that you could use or people could buy if they want to write things in the Vision Pro. Okay, nice. Nice. Yeah, so, that's a fair point. Yeah, the use case is you're in your Vision yeah, Pro yeah. and you need to write some documents. You use Apple Pencil to write. Yeah. But what if I have the Vision Pro and I'm not an iPad user? I just buy this Apple Pencil. Do you know what's nuts is that like I've always felt that it makes a lot of sense for people to be able to use the Apple Pencil on their trackpads. Why? Because like a lot of people who just do digital drawing don't draw directly on the screen, right? They'll use like a drawing tablet or something like that. I've always just thought like, why not? Yeah, that's super interesting. Why not? Yeah. Because Apple's trackpads are the biggest in the business. Yeah. 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 Maybe they're not big enough for the drawing tablet. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's my theory. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. 
yeah it's a fair point but kind of going back to like the apple pencil and how bad the naming is and that kind of thing and oh naming has been horrible well i i would say the naming from the um macbooks that were released just now as in yesterday are also as bad i mean some benefits are that the 13 inch macbook pro which was the old shape with the touch bar is now gone which sucks because i had a good run with it yeah <laughs> like i um, used that form factor since it came out like i think when it came out i got well just after you had a 16 15 oh, i yeah, had a 15 15 but then my first like work computer was a 13 inch macbook pro with a touch bar and stuff like that and that was what like maybe six years ago maybe yeah yeah and it was really cool to have that laptop shape and then i got the m1 in the same same shape but it's nice to have that shape knowing that oh apple is still selling it, it still looks like the still looks like you bought it today yeah, yeah do you know what i mean but now they've gotten rid of that um so there's no more touch bars on macbook pros r.i.p i actually quite liked it <laughs> yeah it was all right i, I don't think yeah. it was a worthwhile cost yeah fair enough fair enough anyway um, so they, they got rid of that but the, when i come back to when, when i say about uh, nomenclature and how poor it is when you buy your macbook pro now your macbook pro 14 inch or your macbook pro 16 inch you can choose between the MacBook Pro with the M3 chip, or you can buy a MacBook Pro with the M3 Pro. So you've got an M3 Pro chip in your MacBook Pro, or you can buy an M3 Max in your MacBook Pro. Yeah, it's very confusing. So it just doesn't make any sense. So again, like, I go back to my dad, right? <laughs> okay. Always, always. I, I think you have here that that's, that effect. <laughs> that effect, yeah. And okay. I've talked about this on the show before, yeah. right? My dad, when he, was, he, was, when he bought his MacBook Air yeah. many years ago now, M1 MacBook Air, incredible machine. Unreal. Yeah, more laptop, good. more laptop than I need. Yeah, yeah, more laptop than most people need. But whatever. He was like, no, I need the Pro because it's got Pro written on it. And because it was an old shape, like apparently it was quite cheap to make, and Apple were able to sell it for quite a cheap amount. And you're looking at that versus the MacBook Air, and it's got a little bit more battery, and it's like a few hundred quid more. Why not just get it? So it sounds like Apple were making it, kept kept selling it because people kept buying it because it had Pro written on it. Yeah. Right now, someone's my dad is going into an Apple store, and he hasn't called me up beforehand. He's going into the Apple store. He's like, I need a new laptop. I need a pro machine because I, you know, you know, I'm a pro. This actually happened. No, God, no. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, right, dude, right. can you imagine? Yeah, I thought you were actually telling the real story. No, okay. no, no. But he, I could totally see him going into the Apple store. Being okay. like, well, I had the Air before. Now I need a pro because I'm a professional. I need the pro. And he walks out of that out of that uh, store with a MacBook Pro 14 inch. No, actually, sorry, he'd get the 16 inch. Okay. Which is the MacBook Air 15 inch is the perfect laptop for him, right? But whatever reason, he just wouldn't buy. But MacBook Pro 16 inch with the M3 Pro <laughs> with like 32 gigs of RAM and like four terabytes of storage. That's what he'd walk out there with. And I don't know, it's just like the dad effect, you know? You're gonna laugh. Yeah. Uh, about six months ago, yeah. My dad got a, an M2 Pro. <laughs> 16 inch just because he needed a big screen because he needs a big screen yeah, yeah exactly yeah. honestly like, they should make you do like some sort of test yeah <laughs> to be honest that's what it should be what do you want to use your mac for yeah this do you do you use any of these apps this this and this this is the, the, the yeah. mac you need yeah but to be honest um, i'm not sure if i'd like the answer to that yeah because most of people will yeah. get a macbook air oh i use figma sometimes right <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it's as pro as i get like i have 50 yeah. uh, chrome taps yeah and i do lightroom <laughs> on my phone now so yeah. <laughs> no it's yeah. a fair point and and to be honest it comes back to the fundamental question that i think that this event was trying to ask itself which is how do macbook pro users see themselves and i think that initial video at the beginning yeah was part way to answering that question. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, what I do is hard. Yeah. I might as well just get the pro, yeah, yeah. pro computer. Exactly. 
like and it, it comes back all the way back to like this is so ingrained in like you talk about branding like i don't think the fact that it was like spooky or whatever was the branding event i think the fact is is that they were hitting a very key message for apple which was that creative people who create cool stuff use apple product mm -hmm. basically and at the beginning with the video they had illustrators they had like researchers they had um developers and they also had um my favorite one was the folks at porsche yeah that was awesome like in this video basically saying oh i do hard work no i do hard work and like for me that was just like the whole thing it was just like if you want to do real work use an app you use a macbook and it's just like the mac versus pc adverts back in the day i'm a mac i'm a pc it's yeah. exactly what it was about what about the school teacher there was a school really basketball teacher basketball oh yeah the basketball, basketball teacher yeah yeah with his MacBook running around yeah. like the phone. What was he using the Mac for? I can't remember, honestly. But I think that's what it's about. You know, how do MacBook Pro users or people who use Macs professionally see themselves? Mm -hmm. Which is so funny because, here's an interesting question. The number of people that, the number of MacBooks that, MacBook Pros that Apple sells, do you think they sell more B2C or more to companies buying them for their employees? Ooh, do you have a stat for that? No, I don't. Guessing, uh... No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I'd say before I start professional work, I would have definitely said more people buy them as individuals, but now I'm not so sure. Really? Yeah. I think more people buy them as individuals. If you had to put a number on it? A percentage. I would say it's probably like 60%, 60, 60 to 70% of their market. Okay. Individuals. So it's, not, it's not an order of magnitude bit bigger then? No, I wouldn't. No, I mean, to get an order of magnitude, you have but to But remember, just for MacBook Pros. I think it's individuals, yeah. Okay. Because I think more comp most how, companies... The question is how many dads are out there? It depends. It depends. So it, most companies will get... If it's for, oh, it's interesting. The creative industry is another one that I didn't consider. But I think most companies will get MacBook Airs for their employees. Most people, okay. Most people would get MacBook Airs for their employees. Fair enough. But then how many of those people that are getting MacBook Airs at work are buying MacBook Pros at home? I think a lot more, yeah. Interesting. Like we are the use kit, like the perfect one for that. Yeah. You have a personal MacBook Pro. I have a personal MacBook Pro. I got a yeah. MacBook Air for work. What do you get for work? A MacBook Pro? Okay, there we go. Well, I do creative hard work, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely um, utilizing those cores, as I see on iStat menus when I export something from Premiere once yeah. a week. <laughs> Another, an interesting thing that I'm trying to look into now as we speak, basically, this, this intro event, right now it has, they rolled it out about five hours ago. It intro has event. the intro event where they had all the use cases. Like all the use cases, hey, I am a lab researcher, I am oh, right, a coach, yeah. I am yeah, a... The little work. video at the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that's not the one they rolled out of five hours ago. But my point is, where is it? Yeah, the new MacBook Pro Apple. Yeah, 21 hours ago, it got, got 5.8 million views. But what is this video that you're talking about? Yeah, it's, a, it's a, um, the one that they put at the beginning of the show, okay? Which is basically... Oh, right, yeah. Right? Uh, no, this is for the MacBook. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't at the beginning, but it was in the middle when they were talking about, oh, we've just talked about all the features. Let's show you the marketing video that, we, that we've made. No, no, this is not the one I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking the one about right at the beginning. It's this one. Basically, we start. We start the show with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, hey, hear that? Oh, if I work, my work is crazy hard. I work, uh, my work is crazy hard. Try this. Oh, try coaching kits. Try yeah, yeah. designing something for BMW. Porsche. Porsche. Yeah, so what I'm trying to get to is I'm trying to see the amount of views they got. Let's assume they already got, let's say, 7, seven million views on the actual stream. Let's say they get, a bit, they get a bit more. People will watch this video and say, actually, I'm a MacBook Air, but I do that work. Maybe I should be a MacBook Pro user. And that could be an upgrade path. Yeah, but if it's for work, my question, the reason why I was asking that question is that are they not buying it? Like, they're, they're, think, not, they're not people buying it. But this is, yes, they are. So you think... 
that Apple seriously believes that a basketball teacher yeah. is buying their own laptop for yeah. work. I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, who else? Who else do we have? We have the basketball teacher. Yeah, you're. so what you're arguing is, actually, these people are not... No, I'm arguing they're all pros and stuff like that. But my point is, is that that researcher in that lab, that creative working for that company, you know, whatever the case may be, that that illustrator working for that brand or whatever, or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, that person work, working for Porsche, I don't think they're bringing their own devices to work. No, no, I don't think so either. But the, so you're saying that they're pro users just because their work gives it to them, not because they made a conscious decision of, hey, I'm a pro user, hence I need a pro machine. No, exactly, exactly. I think what they're, yeah, I mean, it's difficult. Like, I mean, what we're talking about is like, why do companies purchase their laptops that they do for their employees, right? Yeah. And I think part of it is like, okay, well, you know, it'd be a bit of a, we would look like bad guys if we didn't, just didn't give them pro laptops. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it's part of that. And for that to work, Apple needs to market to the employees and basically say, you deserve pro laptops. But, you know, really who they're speaking to in that is maybe the person who's just starting their career, they're a creative and they know they're going to be freelance or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Maybe that's who they're really kind of targeting. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just thinking about the, the realities of this, like you're Apple, you're selling a bunch of these laptops, who buys them? And I'm wondering if most of it's B2B. Mm, let's see if there is a statistic B2C. Because IBM, IBM, for example, they've got like 170,000 employees. If they change their policies from everyone needs MacBook Airs to MacBook Pros, you know, that's 170,000 yeah. MacBook sales yeah, yeah, yeah. instantly. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that's a very good point. Yeah. So, so when people are, you know, people are self-defining themselves as pros, they define themselves because of their jobs. And my only question is, all right, in people's jobs, how many people buy their own laptops? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. It's a very good, very good. Yeah, very good point. I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a statistic that uh, that can help us make the point. But uh, one thing I wanted to ask you yeah. was, I noticed on the animations that they used and the slides that they used, they used a lighter weight font, and I wanted to ask you about that. Did you pick that up? Lighter weight font. Lighter weight font. So it's basically thinner fonts. Less bold, more thin. Yeah, I and picked I, that up. I felt like I was back in the iOS 7 days. Yeah, especially when they they lit up the MacBook Pro on the screen and they had a, a, bit, a little bit of light. And gradient, gradients to it as well. And I literally just thought, man, um, is this back in like the early 2000s? Like, is, has iOS 7 just dropped? Yeah. Like, I, I thought it was really cool, actually. I like, wonder if they're going to engrave the MacBook Pro in the back, but thinner. Yeah. But thinner, yeah, yeah. It's a great example of how they're using a thick font. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's interesting that the, I feel like that's a new decision in typography for us. This, this is the only event they have done it now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's okay. what I mean. Yeah. I feel like it's a fresh direction for them and it's interesting because they use quite heavy weight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. even on like the MacBook Pro page. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite, um, yeah, it's yeah, quite yeah. a heavy, it's quite a heavy weight. So I was actually checking that up. Um, usually they put uh very heavy weights and then they put some gradients on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. for now they are still using heavy stuff. Yeah, but it's interesting. interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I want to see if that if that is. Let's just. Say, I'm making a prediction. Okay. You're gonna see more lighter weight font choices from. Flip okay. Future. So two predictions from the, this podcast. Yeah. More lighter weight and an Apple Apple <laughs> pencil <laughs> will be used for this uh, spatial. Two different interpretations of design. All right. Good to chat with you. Good to watch this episode with you. I'm not done. Oh, do you still have more? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go on. Dude, I might have been watching it for only 15 minutes, but it was very focused. Okay, minutes. and you say it was boring. Well, you're, you're, we've been speaking well, about was, this for it, 40 minutes. It was boring, okay. but... Uh, okay, the, go on. The other thing as well, just at the end, Tim Cook did this thing that he usually does, which is like, you know, we do things that are only possible at Apple, and what he usually says is because of our unique integration between hardware, software, and services, right? Because hardware, software, and the M1, the, no, the this, chip. This time he said, and this was... this 
this is what kind of put my ears up. He said, "A silicon team, silicon teams, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you need collaboration between hardware, software, and silicon teams." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, you're stepping away from services here." Mm, I don't get it. Tell me more about because usually it's hardware, software, and services, right? That's has been his core message for like three, four years. Like Apple makes the best products because hardware, software, and services are integrated, right? You can watch Apple TV Plus on your iPhone. You know, using services like the services us or like Fitness Plus is a better example, like yeah, watching yeah. new videos and stuff, like those three things. And then he just dropped the services for Silicon uh, when he wrapped up today, which might just be like, oh, you know, he was just saying it, but I'm just wondering if it's a little, little signal. No, I think it's just he's just saying it for this event. Well, he should have said hardware brackets, Silicon close brackets, software, mm-hmm. comma services. I think they might go into more services. We might we might need to speak about hardware as a service. I yeah, think that's a very deep to- topic. Um, yeah. I think they might go to the point, double down in that at some point. Yeah. And yeah. we have talked about it for a while. The idea that you just pay, I don't know, 500 pounds a month to Apple. Yeah. Or 500, I don't know, however much. But mm-hmm. then you just rent everything, literally everything. All your subscriptions, everything. All your tech life is sorted. By the way, quick one, very random. You got the new iPhone. Yeah. Just wanted to ask you about it on the show. Okay. Well, you got it too. I have not talked about it yet. I don't think so. Oh, we have not. Okay, no. interesting. Uh, my review is that it's basically the same as the 14 Pro. Yeah, because that's because you upgraded from that. But yeah. I'm upgrading from the 12. Yeah, so, so tell me about it. So it's three generations later. It's a yeah. lot faster. Yeah. It's nice that you can charge it with the same plug that everything. Even people think that it's yeah, maybe a little thing, but it's actually not. I don't have to worry about carrying three cables in my backpack all the time. Three? Yeah, so the Apple Watch. Why, does that, why do you carry that light in your backpack? Oh, because I run out of battery. Mine runs out of battery too as well. I need to get that. So that's a problem. Yeah. Um, that's why you get a whoop, so you don't have to carry about that. And the the USB C. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a meh. Camera is a lot better. I'm also upgrading from a a, a normal version to a pro. Yeah. So that might be also why it feels like a bigger difference. How do you feel about the weight? Yeah, it's a lot heavier. Yeah. But not annoyingly. Okay. I think the the fourteen was a lot lot heavier than the 12 I had mm-hmm. when we did the comparison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also the soft edges are very, I don't think they're spoken about enough. The the, the, the more curve that they have in the edges, it just feels really nice. Yeah, all right. That, well. that would be my favorite feature of the iPhone, I think. Okay, The nice. curvature of the edge. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at things, when the hardware changes, like let's say the case design changes, you know, it's a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. And that's maybe one of the reasons why I wasn't so jazzed about this event is because the hardware didn't change on the outside. On the iPhone event? No, no. On the uh, MacBooks, on the MacBook Pro. But it did change for one of them. Okay. Well, it went, what, got black? Yeah. That's a big deal. You know how many people will upgrade <laughs> their Macs because they want to have the, the black one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you... I would actually consider that. <laughs> but I don't think it's worth it. It's not a, a, a smart investment decision. It's not a smart... I mean, are any Apple products smart investment decisions? But anyway, um, on that note, let's leave it there. Okay. Good chat, Ravi. You don't have any more uh, crazy ideas? No, no, no. Okay. I see you have a lot of new notes. We'll leave them for a ne- another episode. Yeah. Okay. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend. If you didn't, also share it with a friend, but maybe a friend that you don't like. If you want to learn more about the show, we left all the links in the show notes. And in the show notes, you will also find a link for design by us, which is by also design. Yeah. By also design, Ravi just confirmed. And there you will find the links to our personal handles, our social media, and also the Patreon. In the Patreon, we you, you can choose to support us. We want to keep this podcast uh, ads free and you can choose to support the production of the podcast and also be part of the Design by Us community. So that's it for today. That's it for today. All right. Thank you. See you later.